A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, I'm Victoria Meyer. Welcome back to The Chemical Show. This week, I am speaking with J.C. Bradshaw, who is the Human Resources Director at Palmer Holland. Palmer Holland, as you may know, is an employee-owned organization in the specialty chemical industry, um, and they really focus on driving strategic partnerships and business results and empowering their employees to be successful. J.C. comes to us with a human resources background, which is just a a bit of a different switch from what we normally talk to people about. So we're going to get some insights about people and employees and and all the things going on right now. So JC, welcome to The Chemical Show. Thank you, Victoria. I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you here. So tell us, what is your origin story? What actually got you interested in HR and what brought you to Palmer Holland? Yeah, you know, I, um, you know, was leaving my undergrad in Ohio University and actually, you know, an, interestingly enough, had started in more of the public relations and communications space um, and quickly realized that, you know, I just have a passion for people. And um, I wasn't going to be happy if I wasn't um, involving and centering my career around um, helping other individuals grow. So, uh, you know, human resources was um, a, a, a logical path forward for me and, you know, really found value in getting to know professionals and their career and their career development aspirations and, and the talent acquisition uh, talent acquisition side of um, the business. So, you know, really kind of launched into um, a background in firm and corporate uh, talent acquisition and getting to know um, what people are looking for in their careers and thought, you know, well, I'm just not satisfied with this as well. So um, kind of, you know, branched into more of a general HR um, and passion for supporting the workforce in some different ways. Um, have had some experience in training and development um, and, and, and what, you know, goes into really developing your workforce um, and making them the best versions of themselves that they can be. And, you know, ultimately um, settling on wanting to lead. So um, as fate would have it, um, found my way to Palmer Holland and realized that um, there was a whole um, other side to being in the chemical special uh, specialty chemical space and being a part of an ESOP. You know, we're an employee owned organization and so happy to say that I have um, started learning since day one of coming to Palmer Holland and continue to, to learn um, as I support the business and our workforce um, in my role. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and Palmer Holland's a great company. So you've uh, you've landed well in the chemical industry. We are, um, you know, very unique. We're special 
And um, I'm sure you hear that from a lot of people. I'm absolutely biased, but our people are absolutely the best. And we, in, uh, you know, as an organization, we um, are doing wonderful things and we're growing and we're thriving. So I couldn't be happier. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you joined Palmer Holland during the pandemic, um, which of course was a really popular time for people to make, to change companies, right? We heard a lot about that, but I would imagine it's also a really difficult time, both to recruit people, to join new companies when workplace norms were so different. Um, and I think we're probably still evolving, right? So they had transitioned, we're transitioning again. What was it like to make a significant change during that time? Scary, right? Um, scary, exciting, all of the things you have, you know, being in human resources and going through a pandemic is a different version of fun. <laughs> um, even, you know, even for um, for all of us in human resources, you know, um, and I do think that it really, you know, put the human back into to HR a bit and recognizing that employees were going through challenging times, businesses were going through challenging times and, you know, what we could do to, um, you know, just continue to navigate the changes in the market and make sure that employees felt supported as we, um, you know, did so. And I think, you know, myself um, making the change, it actually was such a perfect time to to make the jump because I think um, organizations like Palmer Holland um, are, you know, we were all kind of testing ourselves and saying, mm -hmm. hey, the way that we were doing business before might need to continue to evolve and grow. And it really was just that push off point that um, helped continue to propel us forward. And I think since then, we've made a lot of, um, you know, big positive strides that have positioned us very well. Um, yeah. As, you know, We've been growing. So, yeah. So let's talk about that maybe a little bit. Like how, how have some of those learnings influenced you um, in terms of how you guide recruitment and the onboarding of other employees or employees as you bring uh, that you bring yeah. to Palmer Holland? You know, I think that one of the, the key themes that um, we've learned and adapted as many organizations have is flexibility and, you know, um, questioning the notion of, hey, how you did work previously um, has continued to adapt and evolved and, you know, um, continuing to lead the way on challenging ourselves to what used to be the way um, in which that we did work might need to change. And, um, you know, I'm happy to say that I think that we've done a lot to invest in new technology and, you know, process improvements and continuous improvement for our business. Um, I think that, you know, one of the things uh, that we've noticed is just this, you know, evolutionary flow from what was traditional work-life balance to more mm -hmm. of work-life blend. And, you know, with the pandemic, you have people that want it all, you know, they want to work for a wonderful organization that cares about the same things they care about and still, you know, um, not lose sight of why they come to work every day and their personal goals and aspirations. So I'm happy, you know, I think we do a really great job of supporting that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, so I know that, you know, obviously, in, in fact, you're remotely located, or at least you're in Nashville and most of the companies in Ohio. So obviously uh, making remote work work is uh, one of the things. 
What do you see? And I think if we go back over the past couple of years, there was a lot of different, you know, flexibility. So people were either fully remote or, I mean, heck, working from all kinds of places when their office was, you know, in Poughkeepsie, but they might be in Miami or what have you. Um, what do you actually see sticking around post-pandemic, right? Because I feel like we've gone back into this, well, let's bring people back into the office, bring them back into the office part-time or trying to normalize back to the old norms, which it's hard to do once you've, you know, let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. What's actually sticking around? What are the practices that we integrated that do you see really sticking around post-pandemic? Um, I think the good news is that we've proven to ourselves, right? Um, Palmer Holland and and many organizations have proven to ourselves that, hey, our traditional view on what um, constitutes uh, work location and how we accomplish work can be tested to the limits. And, mm. um, you know, not uniquely to our circumstance, a lot of organizations have had to invest in technology and resources in order to, you know, keep that continuity of work, which um, I'm happy to say Palmer Holland is certainly an environment that's done so. But, you know, what we also are are noticing a pendulum shift on is the fact that, hey, it really boils down to collaboration and um, having that blend of, you know, remote based work and then also not losing sight of the personal touch, which is so near and dear to our business. And I, I sense the hybrid model is here to stay. And, you know, um, there is a lot of discussion over, you know, work schedules and work week and, you, you know, keeping up with the news, you know, there seems to be uh, different flavors depending on, you know, um, when you read it, but you know, what we're finding is it's really about hiring great talent and continuing to invest in them and creating an environment where collaboration can still happen and in what capacity it needs to happen. So for right now, we are in a hybrid work environment. It seems to be working really well for us. Um, as you mentioned, I am remote. I do think we have some remote-based employees and there are certain roles you know, where that is still achieves the collaboration needed. But I do think you know, ultimately it just settles back on, Hey, how are we collaborating? Yeah, that's interesting. Well, and, and it's, what's interesting about the pandemic is that, you know, we've really highlighted this in the past three years, hybrid work, work from home, et cetera. And I mean, I go back 15, 20 years ago, earlier in my career, when I was at Shell, I mean, we effectively had hybrid work. I was working globally. The majority of my team was outside of the U S. And so I was you know, you get used to working on the phone with them or over, well, and heck we had teams, but we didn't do video calls, right? I mean, nobody wanted to turn on their video. Now video has become a norm. Um, some days I wish it wasn't, but you know, <laughs> video has become a norm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, and so we've, I think many companies um, have figured this out for a long time. It's just got a much bigger focus now. Um, and at the end of the day, you're right, collaboration is key in figuring out how to bring people together at the right moments to get the most out of them together is critical. Yeah. So, so how about, you know, I think, I think the chemical industry often has a challenge in bringing people in, right? I mean, there's, it's not glamorous. Um, when you look at a company like Palmer Holland and distribution, people don't understand distribution. Um, and it just makes it harder. It seems like it does make it harder. How do you create a robust employee value proposition that makes it attractive 
to bring people in? You know, one of the things that I really had surface level knowledge of um, until I've more intimately supported and been a part of Palmer Holland is the fact that we are an ESOP and uh, what it means to be employee owned and coming on board. I, you know, really had no idea about the jackpot that I had just hit. <laughs> um, and, you know, and not just the fact that ESOPs are a wonderful opportunity to gain um, long-term wealth and invest in yourself and your future, um, but to be a part of an organization that's as invested as you are, to work alongside other employees that feel empowered and see the value that their work brings to um, the good of, of all, right? You know, um, at Palmer Holland, we are all owners of Palmer Holland. And, you know, that isn't just um, in, a, in a lucrative benefit, but it's in the way that we work and the way that we partner mm -hmm. together and the passion that we bring. And um, it is hard to, you know, I don't want to say that we don't have challenging climate externally, but I think, you know, what resonates with that is people come to work every day and mm. work more than they're with the people that matter most. And they want to feel that they're a part of something that's um, aligned with, um, you know, what they believe in and they want to feel invested in and like they're growing. And so if you focus on that nugget and say, okay, how can we position ourselves to really bring that to people and attract the talent that we need to keep growing forward then in return. And, you know, we've made really great strides with that. And some of the, um, I would say more positive side effects of that and, you know, we've had a, a great increase in financial literacy in some of our employee base and what it means to be employee owned. Um, it's expanded our community outreach and um, our willingness to give back and ultimately, you know, invest back into the business so we can be a better partner to our principals and our customers. So, you know, I just I can't say enough about our journey to employee ownership. It's been wonderful. So JC, can you just uh, explain a little bit again what an ESOP is? So it's employee stock ownership plan, right? Yeah. What is what does that actually mean? Because I think that's new or just un unknown by a lot of people in terms of what that really means and how it works. Yes. So it's in a type of employee owned organization, which in a nutshell, um, Palmer Holland is owned by a trust on the, you know, at the benefit of our employees. So it really is a wonderful retirement um, and wealth generating um, benefit. You know, it's a retirement benefit that employees get just by merely being um, an employee at Palmer Holland. So, you know, um, one of the things that is you know, uh, very attractive about being an ESOP is similar to like a 401k where you get to build long-term um, savings. They get to do so just by coming to work every day and, um, you know, doing their job. So your, so your shares grow as, yeah. as you, the longer that you're employed or, or what have you. Yep. It's on a vesting schedule, very similar to like a 401k. Um, and it, it grows wealth while they're um, employed. And, you know, certainly um, it's a lot more than just a benefit, um, though, because I think that it's a, a way with which we um, commit to running our business 
and investing back in our business. And, you know, from an external standpoint, as our partners would, you know, potentially listen to this and say, okay, what does that mean for us? You know, um, it yeah. means that we are absolutely investing um, resources into our organization. Um, we are investing in people that are excited to be here and are motivated to um, provide value to the business. And so I think, you know, all around, we're still even net today learning what it means to be an ESOP, but, um, you know, it's a very exciting thing to be a part of and it brings us all together for sure. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, yeah. And definitely unique in the industry because there's not too many. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome. And, you know, in the chemical space itself, I think you even have a smaller, you know, smaller size pool, but um, yeah. I believe there's around 6,500 ESOPs that were um, hmm. active and alive last year. So definitely a wonderful, um, unique uh, benefit that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when we look at where we are today, right? So there's a lot of economic uncertainty between inflation, rising interest rates, um, softening market demand, and then maybe tightening market demand, because that seems to ebb and flow, as we all know. Um, layoffs in various industries. It seems like every day, especially in the tech industry, we're hearing a lot, but we're also seeing it in the chemical industry. Um, companies like Palmer Holland, though, continue to hire and need the resources to support the business. How do you balance that? How do you balance growth um, from a business, from an employee perspective with an uncertain economic future? Because we it's certainly uncertain at the moment. Yeah. And I think that there's a balance there, you know, um, and making sure that our eyes are set on, you know, the future and the goals and objectives for the, the long term for our business and for our partners. I think that you definitely want to continue to invest in the business and, and, and put us in a position where we can continue to grow and reach those goals, but not doing so without, you know, maybe taking a level of calculated risk, right? At the end of the day, I think that um, we look at this as a, you know, short-term economic situation that we certainly want to be cognizant of and plan through, but, you know, not at the detriment of, you know, where we want to keep going long-term. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is a balancing act. And I like what you said about it's a calculated risk, right? So you have to um, yep. risk manage it just like you would anything else. Yeah. And, you know, with the um, introduction to Vince Masitti, our new CEO into the business, one of the things that we definitely are strengthening is some of our approach to risk management. I think that there's a lot that he brings from his experience um, in the chemical industry where he has some best practices that, you know, he's testing some of how we've done things traditionally and, and seeing where, you know, it makes sense to continue in the way that we have historically been doing things and maybe some areas that we can continue to strengthen. And, you know, um, I definitely already in the short time that we've had him seen such a positive impact um, with his leadership. I think that we've done a lot to invest in sustainability efforts and ways in which that we can continue to be um, work smarter as a business um, for the future, which I think is important. And ultimately continuing to invest in our people, um, you know, and, and ways to keep developing them, 
you know, at the end of the day, um, they're, you know, arguably, maybe not arguably our greatest asset. And we want to make sure that they feel supported even through some of the more challenging economic times. Yeah, absolutely. What's interesting with that, you know, and it's if we've moved past a lot of the supply constraints, right, um, in the industry, how has uh, your training and development evolved, right? So I think the relationship between buyers and sellers, between your um, your partners, your customers, and, and Palmer Holland, um, is evolving. Obviously, how are how are you guys leveraging training and development to help sellers move beyond maybe? supply discussions where it's like, sorry, there is no supply, which was the case for a long time into more of a collaborative value selling approach. What do you see with that? Um, well, I'll start by saying that um, I, you know, I think that we do a wonderful job of always focusing on training and development. As soon as you stop focusing on that, people aren't growing and aren't learning. And I think that that's one thing that we've proven, uh, proven time and time and again, which is um, there's always um, room to keep keep investing in our people. We actually brought all of our leadership together at the turn of 2022 and had a leadership summit where um, our you know senior minds and leaders of the business got together and really brainstormed and said, hey, what are our key initiatives? Where within our training and development platform can we continue to invest? And, you know, um, just work cross-functionally to get more ideas. You know, this isn't an HR um, only charge. I think that, you know, we really are focused on um, driving work to those that are closest and most knowledgeable about it. So who better to talk through some of the training and development than our functional leaders? So that has been really wonderful. Um, we've invested in leadership training. So we did some great work with intent-based leadership and, um, you know, really trying to um, empower our leaders to be even better versions of themselves. So I think, you know, that has been wonderful because, you know, building your succession pipeline and ensuring that you continue to pave the way for future leaders is really important to the sustainability of the business. Um, and then finally, you know, how we, you know, harness, we've talked about attracting talent, but how we harness the, um, you know, the future um, talent that we are bringing into the business and get them excited about our ESOP and, and you know, emerged in Palmer Holland culture and what makes us uh, so special. And I think, you know, we've got a lot of good stuff um, brewing with development programs and, um, you know, just different types of, of development initiatives that really kind of um, continue to propel us forward since we had that leadership summit last year. So it's been, it's, it's a good time. There's a lot of work to do though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, the work never stops, which I guess is never a good stops. thing and a bad thing. Yeah. 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 So, you know, one of the things that's been in the spotlight a lot um, for the industry, obviously, is sustainability. I mean, it's a huge focus. Um, chemicals and chemical companies are not always well understood. And then certainly in Ohio, which is where a biggest base of your operation is, um, the train derailment that happened in early February um, has increased a lot of the negative coverage, right? So we've all heard and seen this negative coverage. Has it made it harder to recruit or retain people? How does how does that influence your people? You know, I um, couldn't agree more. I think there is, you know, not always um, 
unforeseen um, events such as the unfortunate um, train accident is obviously not something that we could have predicted and um, have, you know, had to um, work around. But I think one of the things that we continue to do um, and push forward on is, hey, our business is going to continue to act ethically and aligned with our core values and um, our code of ethics and what makes Palmer Holland um, a wonderful place to work and partner to work with. And if we continue to have um, strides in sustainability that are centered around who we want to be as a company and what we believe in, then, you know, um, that will um, continue to push forward through some of maybe um, the other external forces at play. I do think that, you know, we, uh, we invest, we've invested a lot in sustainability um, in recent um, years. We have, you know, continued to strive to be an ISO um, certified organization um, through our certification in EcoVadis. You know, we have a really core cross-functional team through compliance, our commercial team, some of our marketing leadership. Um, you know, obviously HR has a, has a portion in that and how we um, handle compliance with our, our workforce where we all have a part to play in sustainability. Um, and I think that we've made a lot of um, positive strides there. Um, we also, you know, even everything um, down to replacing our paper cups with ceramic mugs. Um, you know, I think there's always a, a, an area where you can continue to uh, look for ways to improve. And um, we've been committed to doing that. So I feel great yeah. about our sustainability efforts. Yeah, that's interesting. So when, as you guys look to recruit um, uh Younger employees, I'll say, you know, recent college grads, maybe not directly from college, but certainly like in the first five to 10 years, uh, millennials and Gen Z. Well, yeah, Gen Z, I guess we're getting into. Yeah. Um, what are they looking for? I mean, I think it, what are their priorities? Because I think this is sometimes a mystery, like, and yeah, we all have an opinion on it. Um, but what are they really looking for in companies that they're going to? So, you know, I, I touched on that collaboration and just the notion that, you know, what does it mean to collaborate and be connected with each other um, and, you know, um, continuing to expand, expand the bar, uh, excuse me, expand the boundaries of what partnership means, both internally and externally in every form, you know. Um, employees are looking for ways that they can connect and find camaraderie in each other, whether remote or in person. Employees are looking for ways in which they can feel and see the value that they're bringing and say, hey, the work that I'm doing today matters and focusing on how we can continue to provide engagement opportunities or way, ways in which they can feel invested in a part of Palmer Holland is um, definitely something that I think that they're after um, and, and not stopping there and saying, hey, yeah, I really love being a part of Palmer Holland and my needs are being met, but what is Palmer Holland doing for others? And, you know, how are they giving back? How are we being better strategic partners to some of our principals and our customers? And, you know, what are the ways in which we are affecting our community, in, you know, positively? I think they're they're after that. They want to see that and they want to see, you know, not just lip service, but they want to see 
um, an organization that's doing it, that's acting, acting on that. Um, last week, you know, it's just, you know, timing's everything, right? But last week we had had a Palmer Holland day of service where our um, workforce, either in person or remote, um, was given opportunities to give back to the community. Um, we do, um, you know, we had some, you know, a food bank organization, Laura's Home, and it really gave employees an opportunity to unplug maybe from the day-to-day -day, um, responsibilities that they always, you know, do um, and say, hey, I'm going to just take a take a moment with my colleagues and give back while we're doing it. And I think that's important because, you know, it's all a blend, but, you know, people are are really looking for um, an organization where they can have it all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> I think we all are. That's, that's yeah, actually a good I, I mean, summary, I know right? I, am. I, I know I am, right? Um, so um, listen, you know, Palmer Holland might not be perfect, but we've got some great people and I think we're doing some really exciting things. And I just um, feel so blessed that I get to be part of it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, and then maybe it's, it's a good place to kind of start wrapping up. So what's next for you and Palmer Holland? Where, you know, when you look ahead at 2023, what's on your priority list and, and what should we be expecting? Yeah, well, you know, I mentioned Vince, our new leader is aboard. And I think that, um, you know, one of the things that we've continued to do, you know, um, with his leadership is to um, continue to invest in our strategy forward. And, you know, where do we want to be in five years, 10 years, you know, long-term and what are our goals um, as a business and how can we lead in that direction? And so we've been um, really undergoing some exciting um, work there. I think that we've continued to invest in some new external partnerships and, you know, um, with everything um, in the economic uncertainty, I see our teams and um, the relationships they're building on and the business they're bringing in. And I'm just so excited to continue to get to grow our out outreach in the specialty chemical space. Um, and we are still investing and we are still hiring. I know that you mentioned that. But, you know, um, while, you know, obviously an eye on the future and wanting to ensure um, profitable, you know, profitable growth um, to continue to meet our goals. You know, it's still, there's a lot of exciting fun on the table for HR. We are still growing like crazy and looking for new employees. And certainly that means investing in, in resources to make sure that we continue to get there. So. Awesome. That's exciting. Well, JC, thank you so much for joining me today. I've enjoyed uh, speaking with you and getting to know more about you and Palmer Holland and some of the great things that you guys are doing. Yeah, I appreciate the invite, Victoria. And certainly it's been a pleasure getting to talk with you. Um, your reputation precedes you. I know that you've uh, partnered with several of um, others in, in the industry. And I just, it's wonderful that you create this platform that others can, you know, share ideas and learn from each other. So it's been a privilege to get to be a part of it. Well, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for joining me today. And thanks everyone for listening to The Chemical Show. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing and following, and we will talk to you again next week. We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.